Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 631 of the Juicebox Podcast. Rebecca is from the Canada, and she's got a great way about her. She's also got a very cool job that she won't exactly tell us about, but sort of tells us about. Made her feel like a spy to me. Please remember while you're listening that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you're a U.S. resident and you have type 1 diabetes, or you're a U.S. resident who is the caregiver of someone with type 1, please, 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 please go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. Join the registry. Take the survey. Support type 1 diabetes research. Support the Juice Box podcast. It will take you fewer than 10 minutes, and you will feel a sense inside of helping and brotherhood or sisterhood, depending on if you're... I mean, I guess a brother or a sister. All right. It's a, kind of a weak ending, but let's keep going. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor. Learn more and get started today at Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Later in the episode, I'll tell you about the Hello Dexcom offer right there's a little hello dexcom offer i'll tell you about later but um let's just let's just say this and let's not mince words seeing the speed and direction of your blood sugar or a loved one's blood sugar is a is a big it's a big deal it just really is i almost cursed there i don't think i'm allowed to curse during the ads so but it's a big deal dexcom.com forward slash juice box my name's rebecca i have Two kids. One is seven and a half. The other one is four and a half. And he is my type one diabetic. Seven and a half and four and a half. The four and a half has type one. They boys. Um, oldest is a girl. My youngest is a boy. Gotcha. All right. How old was he when he was diagnosed? Uh, he was two and a half. Actually, we're pretty much coming up right on his uh, diagnosis date in September. So second, second year. Yeah. Okay. Well, what part of, I don't want you to tell me where you live, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want people to be able to come to your home or something like that. But what part of Canada do you live in? Um, we're from New Brunswick. So like literally right above the main border. Okay. The main border. Right in Maine. I, okay. Super cold there. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, it can be. Today's yeah. going to be a nice day. So hopefully it'll be. That's why we took the day off and the kids are home. So, For context, when you say it's going to be a nice day, what's it like? 55? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. We're in Celsius. So today's going to be like 27 feels like 30. So I don't, I don't know what that is. I think it's around like 90 oh, maybe. That's a nice hot day there. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Super nice. Excellent. So uh, we know where you're at. So we can come to your house and steal your stuff if we need to. And yeah. Well, how- you got to find me first. <laughs> it's really, a long ways out <laughs> are you really in the woods yeah we're really in the woods before we started recording you said you know like i don't know if my internet's gonna hold up or not so what is your internet like like a bunch of like aluminum foil around the, 
Oh, no, so they, they claim it's high speed, but it's literally the lowest high speed. It, it, remember when we used to have dial up? It's like a step above that. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So I, like too many connected devices and it just boots you right off. It's great. It shuts off. It's like, that's enough. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, while we were talking, I just got an email of the automatic payment. It's going to be made for my son's tuition. So now I'm going to feel nauseous for the next 10 minutes while we're talking. That's good. Uh, <laughs> I did not want to see that. Uh, uh, uh. Um, what was it like being diagnosed in Canada? It's different there, right? I don't know. I think we kind of went through the same things. Um, we kind of caught it a little bit early, I think, but, um, we, his, he, his A1C was like 8.9, I think when we caught it. So, um, we still had to stay in the hospital for a week, but like after like four days, you know, we could kind of have like a day pass or a night pass and kind of head out. And then after, I think it was the seventh day, then we were discharged. What kind of insulin did they give him? Um, we were on Levomir and Humalog when we left. That's good. Uh, there are people I speak to in Canada who start with like old timey, like regular and MPH stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, it's, that's awful. We were on a sliding scale forever. Like, well, what felt like forever. And I kept begging the doctor. I'm like, please, I see all these people with carb ratios. Like, can't you just tell me how much we need for food? Like, I feel like that would be so much better. Yeah, you say, look, I could look on the internet, but I can't because. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't we're know watching how much Netflix. insulin. To... <laughs> <That's so weird. laughs> yeah, and I and I don't know how much insulin to give a two year old. Like, yeah, you know, it's I can find stuff in the context of adults, but I couldn't find anything in the context of a two year old. How much did he weigh when he was diagnosed? Uh, actually, he was he was always a huge baby. So um, when he was diagnosed. That's actually why I ended up bringing him in because uh, he had all the symptoms. Well, I'll, I'll tell you kind of how it started because that kind of leads into it. But um, so I work shift work and I'm away like for my nights and days that I work. Mm -hmm. So every time I would come back and pick up the kids from daycare after my night shifts, I'd always bring a big box of donuts, you know, kind of show the motherly love to be like, oh, I'm sorry I was away for five days, but I brought donuts and then they'd love me again. So uh, anyways, I brought donuts and my little guy, he'd have like maybe one and then he'd throw it all over the back of the car seat. And, and my daughter would kind of gobble down as many as she could before we got home. And uh, anyways, it was a pack of like 10 Timbits. And when I went to get them out of the car, I was like, I looked at my daughter, she would have been like five. And I said, well, where's all the donuts? And she said, Linky ate them. And I was like, there's, there's no way he ate all those donuts. And she's like, yeah, he did. And I was like, oh you know, whatever. I'll, I'll find them all tossed all over the car seat, you know, after I get them all out and get all their gear out and get all my stuff out. And anyways, I never thought anything more about it. And that night he just was filling his diaper, like diaper after diaper and just drinking so much water. But we were at my sister-in-law's, she's got one of those fridges where you can keep getting the water down. And I was like, oh, well, you know, he must just be obsessed with pouring his own cup of water. But then I was like, oh, my word, I've never seen these diapers fill up like this. Like, it was just instantly. Yeah. And uh, so I put him to bed that night, and he always had a bottle of milk before he went to bed. And he was like, he's just screaming at me, like, no milk. I want water. I want water. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, sure. And as soon as I fill this up with water, in two seconds, you're going to ask me for milk. But I was like, all right, I'll entertain it. So 
I uh, filled up his bottle of water and he fell asleep with it like instantly. And uh, every five minutes he was like waking himself up and just he wouldn't let go of the bottle of water. He was just chugging the water out of the bottle. And I was like, holy, this doesn't seem normal. Mm -hmm. So I start Googling everything and everything that came up was type one diabetes. And I was like, no, there's no way like we nobody has diabetes in my family right plus we're canadian we can live through anything this is ridiculous yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like he, he's just sick his throat hurts like maybe he's just you know daycare's wearing him out it was a long day and then anyways he peed through his diaper like twice that night and i was like oh this seems so much more than that i i called there's like a health line you can call where like you can a, a nurse will kind of talk to you and depend like tell you whether or not you should bring your child into the ER. Yeah. So I, I was telling her all the symptoms and she's like, well, is he awake right now? And I was like, no, he's not awake, but like, I'm, he just fell asleep. And she's like, oh, well, sorry, I can't help you if he's not awake. <laughs> I was like, well, why? okay, <laughs> I don't know. Listen, he's too, but like he, he doesn't have much to say. <laughs> yeah. And here I am like telling her all these exaggerated signs of type one diabetes. And she's just like, oh no, sorry. Like, uh, if he's not awake, calls when he wakes back up. And I was like, oh, okay. So the next day I was like, all right, I'll just, if, if it's, if it doesn't return to normal, then I'll take him in. Cause I was, it was just such a big difference in him that I, you know, before I left for my four nights, I think, you know, he, he seemed fine. And, uh, anyways, next day he woke up, everything seemed fine. He wasn't drinking like crazy. So I was like, huh, must've just been a one-off. And, uh, anyways, I was supposed to go away that night and I, I debated it. Cause I just thought, you know, there, I feel like there's something going on with him and I don't want to leave him because I won't be able to keep an eye on him. But my husband said, you know, go away. And I was supposed to go out with some, some, of my girlfriends and he's like, just go and we'll be fine. And, uh, he's like, I'll keep you updated. And anyways, my husband didn't notice anything all night, but they also swam in a pool all night. So I'm assuming a two-year-old is just going in the pool constantly. Plus and your husband. My husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So anyways, the next day I got home and he, uh, I, I got home right at nap time and he was miserable and I was like, Oh, he needs a nap. So I put him down for a nap and, uh, you know, everything was normal and he woke up no pee through his nap, but he woke up and overflowed his diaper. Oh, and, and two nights before that, I had weighed him. He had never lost weight, like not even a pound. I think mm. he was right around 31 pounds. Okay. Um, and he had, that was one of the things I'm like, well, Google says if you, if you, you lost weight, weight, you have diabetes. So let's put you on the scale. And I was like, nope, no diabetes. <laughs> You're the same. All right. Hold on. Now, Rebecca, before we move forward, I have, I have collected a number of different questions here. So... First things first, you started that story when I asked you how much the kid weighs and you never told me how much he weighed. <laughs> so uh, now he weighs he weighs 31 pounds. I think that's what it was, right around there. Back then at the time? Yeah, so he he had been a massive baby his entire life, so Okay. He had never gained weight since he was like a a year old. He was born so at was 31 like, oh, pounds. <laughs> oh my god. No, he was born on, at like 7 pounds, yeah. but that kid gained like a pound a week. Okay. Till he was 30 pounds. <laughs> All right, now here's my next one. That night with the with the bottle with water in it, he was just acting like that. Like 
looking back on it, was it so bizarre? Like you describe it almost like a scene out of a horror movie where a kid's got like this kid where he's got this weird attachment to water. Did it like looking back on it? Was it really, really strange? It was really strange. Like every few minutes he was left in the bottle in his sleep to drink it. And I was like, that's not right. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. it's, that's not normal, especially for him. So Okay. Um, so, so it's tough in the moment, but, but looking back on it, there was something really odd happening. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And now that I look back, that kid definitely ate all the donuts and his blood sugar was probably like in the thirties. Right. Now I don't want you to tell me exactly where you work, but you're painting a picture like you're a sex worker. I'm trying to figure out what you do. for a living. <laughs> Which, By the way, Hey, I want to say something. Cause I know it's 2021. If you're a sex worker, that's cool, and I support you, okay? But um, why are you leaving the house for five days at a time and going to work? Um, I work uh, actually at a nuclear plant that's like an hour and a half away. So um, my shifts are really long, and like driving back and forth is just a complete waste of my time. So what do you do? Can you tell me what you do? Uh, I I don't know if I could. You're really not allowed to say? I could tell you, but. Okay. Well, I mean, I would... at the end, I'm going to ask. Like, all right. Yeah. Is, yeah. is it? Listen. Yeah. Just yes or no. Is it something like really weird, like people who go against? Like, what's that pretty guy that runs your country? I can't think of his name. Uh, uh, you know. Trudeau. Yeah, him. Like, yeah. if people like go against him, do they drop him in the top of the like nuclear towers or something? Like that? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's nothing like no. you're not doing anything weird like that. And does it bother you when people say nuclear? Now I no. hear both all the time. Right. Why did I say different? No, no, what did I, just, I say I, no, nuclear. No, but it's nuclear, nuclear, right? Like you're supposed to kind of like mumble through the U. Nuclear is that like how it's said? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that's how we say it. And you make nuclear. Are you making yeah. energy like for electricity, or are you making bombs to take over America? No, no. It's a it's an electricity plant. And that's what you're saying now. But when you guys, ride I know, your, right? Yeah, when you guys jump up on your moose and ride down here in those big red hats and try to take us over i think we're you're yeah, gonna have look laser, out. laser guns that rebecca made <laughs> i just love this. you're like oh my god i figured out what she does <laughs> i talked to that girl on a podcast this is ridiculous <laughs> she seems so nice i like that you just said look out because it sounded very canadian anyway um <laughs> and my last thing um was i was so heartened for a minute during your story really like i was like look finally people thinking this is great there's this thing they can call and ask, you know, should I come into the hospital? Here are my symptoms. Like, I thought that's a really great system. And then the human part of it came in <laughs> and just crushed me. Like, she's like, oh, the kid's not awake. I can't talk to you. He's two. What was he going to say? Yeah. Two years old. You're like, you're like three steps ahead of Goo Goo Gaga, two years old. And, and, yeah. and that was... And I just thought, uh, people can't think. It always comes down to people can't think. <laughs> just, you know, yeah. Like, uh, and and the fact that I literally just told her all the <laughs> significantly serious, you know, <laughs> hey, should type I come- one diabetic symptoms. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Should I come into the hospital? There's a piece of wood sticking through my kid's forearm. Uh, it goes right through, clear through. Oh, can we talk to him? No, he's asleep right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> I, I'm not allowed to answer you now. Like. What that yeah. doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So anyway, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So, so we figure out this kid has diabetes. They give you some maple syrup and they send you home. Um, but they put you on a sliding scale, and this is just 2019, 2020, right? 
2019. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sliding scale. So for people listening who are like, I thought that was something that happened in the 80s. You're right. <laughs> but it, they do it in Canada a lot. How long? Yeah, how a long lot. Do you like that? Um, so a friend of mine that had reached out to me in the hospital, um, she's the type one diabetic and she was, she told me to, she's like, I, it doesn't matter what you're doing, just order a Dexcom. And, uh, after I did, I kind of showed her my son's blood sugar and stuff. And she's like, Oh, well, like, what are they doing? And I told her about the sliding scale. She's like, Oh, you've got to get off that. Like you got to find a way to get off it. So I think I, I begged enough that our doctor gave us a carb ratio, maybe like a week and a half later. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, I mean, it was just, it was awful. The beginning so it was awful. So yeah. what's going to be, but your son being 30 pounds should have made it a little easier, right? Cause he gets a little more insulin than you would normally as a two-year-old, basically just based on weight, I would think. Yeah, they, she, we, I think they really expected him to honeymoon. They kept saying, oh, he's going to honeymoon. And eventually, you know, it's all this insulin and he's going to go low. And and I think they kept waiting for him to go low and go low. But he, he definitely never did. Oh, it's a honeymoon thing. I see. I yeah, see. I, I I think so. Anyways, they that they preached it. And, and I guess, you know, for good forewarning while, while we were in the hospital, you know, you got to look out. In case he does suddenly drop low, but he never ever did. Hmm. Okay. All right. Interesting. Got it. Um. Now you live in like a log cabin, right? Um. No. A couple steps up from that, but, okay. well, but now, now we we get we're pretty fortunate but, where we are. But for my for me, just so I can be happy, Rebecca, it's a log cabin. Like, and you know, it's like a one room log cabin. There's a small heater in the middle. It's like a movie. Yeah, we yeah. we all sleep together. Actually, the wood stove gets pretty hot in the summer when we're trying to cook on it. But right, right. You know. See now you're now you're there's those kids. Jeez, you had two of them. Oh, can you hear them? Yeah, I did. Well, wow. they're listen. They're like superheroes, right? Like, don't they get like some powers from your nuclear power plant job and eventually? Well, I I was Canada. pregnant with <laughs> with my son when, <laughs> when I'd worked there, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, wait, maybe there are a certain amount of people who are listening right now that are like, I knew it the whole time. I knew it. That's what came in the, <laughs> it's the nuclear plant. Yeah, 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 for certain. All, right, all you No, we ha- we have a lot of autoimmune disease that we tracked back in my father's family. So what'd you find? Uh, uh, my da- Well, my dad's got MS. That was mm. like the first thing. Uh, I remember when we were in the hospital and they were like, you know, does anybody have type one diabetes in your family? I was like, no, like nobody, you know, type two, but I know that's not related. So, Mm. um, anyways, we started looking and I was said, you know, my dad's got MS and like, that's an autoimmune disease. And they were like, no, I don't think that's related. (laughs) I looked into it. I was like, no, I, I think that's very, a lot related. (laughs) May I say as a person who is, um, I am talking to you now, rough numbers. You're about the 700th person I've interviewed and, um, MS. I hear a lot. I hear, um, things you wouldn't expect really. You know what I mean? Like, like some stuff where people are like, that's got nothing to do with it, but yeah, I I don't know. Like how many times am I going to, you know, talk to somebody who says, you know, I have this, this certain issue or that certain issue. And like, I hear it over and over again before I think, I, I think this has something like, there's something here, you you know, like an MS is 
one of them. Like you've got to be the fifth, sixth, seventh person who has said to me, MS is in my family. So I, I, I mean, I'm not saying I know anything because obviously, I mean, if you all listen long enough, it's possible I don't know anything, but you know, it just, it just seems to me like some of these things are just popping up over and over again. I would say for certain, I've heard bipolar more times than I can count too. So, yeah, well, after we started looking further, like into our, my dad's extended family, we did find like, there's one of his, I guess it'd be, you know, distant cousins of mine, but I think, um, three out of the five kids were type one diabetic. So, um, and I have a a more closely related cousin on my dad's side, who's also type one. So Mm. we we did start linking it back. People listening to this podcast are going to teach their children to do like a full family history when they're dating. (laughs) (laughs) Before we go to the movies, is there any chance your great, great grandmother had bipolar disorder, anybody have MS and your mother's side? <laughs> I can't go out with you. Um, that That's, no, that just seems, it's starting to seem obvious to me is all, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we kind of linked it back after a while. Well, how have you guys been making out in two years? Did, is it going pretty well? Oh, man, we're, we're solid now. Actually, um, we start, so I started listening to your podcast probably, four weeks, maybe a little bit less after my son was diagnosed. And, uh, is your first episode where you were like, Oh, just, you know, it's easier to feed a low than it is to chase a high. And I was, I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. What kind of kid doesn't like candy? Like if he goes low, I'll just give him candy. Mm. Like I can see that. And, uh, that, that was like a light bulb moment for me. So, um, we, uh, we could only do so much because we, the doctors wouldn't give us diluted insulin. So we had to work with like half units. And, um, anyways, we, uh, we got his A1C from like, he was 8.9 when he was diagnosed and we slowly kind of got him down. Um, he went to like 7.9, 6.9, and then like 5.9. So we, we jumped down in the first, like, I don't know, nine months. And, uh, I got a pump pretty much like really soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so after I, I got a pump, that was a, a huge fight with our doctor. Cause I was bumping and nudging and she, she couldn't figure out what we were doing. And I was like, listen, just let me do it. I know what I'm doing. Like I, I just got to figure it out. And, uh, it was, it was really frustrating in the beginning, but she had to follow us for, I think four weeks on the pump. And, uh, as soon as our four weeks was up, I started looping like right away. Okay. So I'm. <laughs> There's, there's a lot here that's interesting. First of all, just please tell me, have you ever listened to the podcast while you're at work? I can remember back to when my daughter was two years old and she was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. It became clear very quickly that a low blood sugar could be a real problem. I also became quickly aware that a high blood sugar is a problem. Then I was told that a vacillating blood sugar was a problem. We didn't want it to go up and down too quickly or too often. So not too high, not too low, not too variable, but we just had this blood glucose meter and I could only ever tell what my daughter's blood sugar was when I tested her. So when she was very young, two years old, 
we were sometimes testing 10, 11, 12, 14 times a day, trying to figure out where her blood sugar was going and what it was doing. It was, um, it was a lot and it was tiring and it didn't allow much for sleep or comfort or calm. And then one day Arden got a Dexcom. We could just see her blood sugar in real time. Some of you may choose to use the Dexcom receiver and you'll be able to see it right there. Some of you may use a cell phone, Android or iPhone. More and more of you are probably using an algorithm-based pump that uses the Dexcom G6 information to make dosing decisions. I use a, a cell phone myself and I'm picking it up right now. I don't know what my daughter's blood sugar is, but I can guess that it's between 70 and 120 because that's where I have her alarm set at on my phone and I haven't heard it alert me. So yes, Arden's blood sugar is 99 at the moment and uh, stable. So not only can I see the 99 number, but I can see the speed and direction that her blood sugar's moving in. And this morning, it hasn't been really moving up and down very much at all. It's been riding pretty stably between 85 and 99 for the last few hours. Arden's at school, by the way. She's not with me. I can see that on my phone because her phone is sharing that information. I'm following it. My wife is following it. Actually, up to 10 people could follow if you wanted. Seeing the speed and direction of your blood sugar is a game changer. Using that information to make decisions about carbs and insulin, that's next level care. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. You need that information if you want to get rid of those lows, those highs, and that variability. There's just it's it's just very difficult without it. It's easier with it. At least that's my finding, and I think that might be yours as well. So head over to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Learn how to get started today, or even, or even, you may be eligible, you may be eligible for a free 10-day trial with the Hello Dexcom offer. Head over to my link to find out more. All right, let's get back to the show. Rebecca is, at any moment, going to snap into action and... Probably take down Hydra or something like that. I don't know what she does. She won't tell us. I think she's an Avenger. Oh, 100% all the time. I was like the first year of diagnosis. Somehow delighted that the podcast has been listened to in a power plant. I don't know why exactly. And that's just maybe like a small child inside of me. I was like, oh, (laughs) Uh, I, I know that's meaningless to the conversation, but I, I, was, <laughs> I was very happy to hear it. Uh, oh, I've had coworkers. They all, they all know. They're like, oh, you're listening to that uh, diabetes thing again. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to figure it all out. Do they ever say to you, he's American, you know? No, no, no. I'm sure they would know, though, just by <laughs> listening to you. Um, and so I like to the kind of like your attitude, you're just your general attitude comes through, um, which I really enjoy. Where the you know you're talking to somebody and they're like, "Why are you doing this?" Like while they're watching you with the pump, and you're like, "Just leave me alone, I'll get it." I love that. I wish more people would do that. There's just there's. I wonder how often some of you have problems because you're sub you're the subservient person in the conversation. Like I wonder how many people let themselves be in that position, not on purpose, but 
that it's just their personality. Like, you know, you get into a room with a nurse practitioner and the nurse practitioner exerts their power and you let it happen. I don't, does that make sense to you? Like what I'm saying, like, like it sounds to me like you're a person. Yeah. Yeah. They said something to you and yeah. you're like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the beginning, um, that, that was like, as soon as I had that light bulb moment, I'm like, I have a Dexcom. I can see the cause and effect of everything I'm doing. I can figure this out because obviously following the doctor, I, I'm, we're not getting anywhere. Like I can remember my son going low after lunch every single time. And I brought it up to the doctor and she's like, okay, well, we'll just, you know, keep, keep watching. And I'm like, but why do I have to keep watching him go low every time when I know exactly what I need to do? Yeah. Uh, How many days in a row does this have to happen before you know the answer? Yeah. yeah right. So I, that was just a moment for me. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm going to start making some changes on my own. I feel comfortable enough. And, and I started to, <laughs> but I made like big changes. Like she wouldn't, she was like, no, you can't dose for snacks and you can't, you know, mm-hmm. 15 grams for a low. And anyways, I was just that the day I made my own changes, it was like overnight that my kid didn't go above 12. And before that, he was never below 12. And I was like, oh, my God, like, look what I did. And I just I just had to follow my instincts. Like, I I knew what had to be done. I just had to get the courage to kind of go against what a doctor is telling me, which was really hard in the beginning, because, you know, you think doctors are always, always right. And they weren't. So just for people listening, a 12 is like that was that was. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I think you were, you had a little bit of a connection issue there. So yeah. Um, no, no. Yeah. I just want to tell people at 12 is like a, is like a two sixteen blood sugar or something like that. So um, I'm using the, um, the calculator on the website, juiceboxpodcast.com. Uh, but that's um, yeah. So you couldn't get below that. And then all of a sudden bang, you were, you couldn't go above it. I lost you, didn't I? Yeah, he was never above it, like ever. Okay. I figured I, I started fake. Hello, can Let's, you hear me? Yeah, I can. You're you're cut in and out a little bit. Like, is can you look out the window? Is there a polar bear like oh. touching the wires or something? <laughs> no. No, are you sure? Giant muskrat, anything like that? But hear my dad, off, my Wi-Fi off. See if that works. Okay. Can you hear me now? Is that better? I've been able to hear you the whole time. You've just been breaking out, oh. not hearing me. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Um, now we're now we're, we're working on your cell signal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it says that that's you know mediocre, so might be better than the Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll take mediocre with a Canadian accent any day. That's perfect. <laughs> um, oh, I just love the way you said mediocre. Could you just say it one more time? Mediocre. Thank you. I don't know why. No, yeah, I'm not great. hearing the difference. No, I know you're not, <laughs> but I am, and I'm having a good time. So just let me have my fun. It's early here, okay? Oh yeah. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'm happy that that happened, and you're saying that that came from the podcast. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, and and I started, you know, like so overnight when he was a little bit high, I'd I'd give like half a unit and see where he landed. And I'd be like, all right, well, now I have my correction factor, right? Like, I just figured out that half a unit brings him down to this much. And, you know, we'll run with that. And I figured out his carb ratios. I, I just I figured out everything. And then I, I was like, okay, hey, 
I want to get this pump. Like I know I can do better if I have a pump, like yeah. he needs, he needs smaller amounts, you know? Cause I, I, if his blood sugar was nine, I couldn't correct him down with half a unit because he would just go low, mm-hmm. especially overnight. And then there was always a risk. I mean, he's, he's a stubborn kid. And if he doesn't want to eat, it is, I mean, there were so many times I had to pin him down and just like, just either spray juice in his face or, <laughs> you know, shove sugar down his throat. And it was awful. Yeah. It was not a good feeling. So I, I did try to avoid it when I could, but mm-hmm. there, there were times where. <clears throat> and then you, you know. said you went to loop then. Yeah. Yeah. I went to loop right away. Everything started shutting down for COVID actually was, was the time because um, let's see, we got our pump at the end of January and um, it was March break when everything started shutting down for COVID and the daycares were like, Nope, uh, can't take your kid anymore. Like we're shutting down. So I was like, okay, well, I guess this is good time as any to start, you know, making changes and stuff. I still had to work, but my husband was home. So right. Um, yeah, I just kind of, I had bought the Riley link and I had had it for a couple of weeks and, and I was like, all right, what's your, what's I'm going to do this. What's your background? Like, what did you go to school for? Oh, I took uh, criminology. Uh, I, I used to be a police officer at West actually for a couple of years. And then uh, we moved back home and I now work at a nuclear plant. Out West, like Vancouver out West? Um, yeah, Alberta. Alberta. Yeah. Okay. And it's used to, it's interesting. So you were assertive earlier and you used to be a police officer. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm getting it. Don't worry. We're figuring the whole thing out. <laughs> and um and now you're back home where you're not dropping dissidents into like molten like fire, because you said you're not, so we believe you. And yeah. uh, and um and you're doing this and then it happens because i'm trying to think of how did you get to the like so easily to the loop like was it just attitude like i'll do that or do you have like is there something about your new job that are you working with numbers or (laughs) that that gave me lots of time to look into everything ah okay okay (laughs) i see okay i'm getting it closer now (laughs) when this is over you're gonna tell me you're securing the power plant Okay. See, see how I'm figuring I'm getting the whole thing together now. Yeah. So you go, so does the podcast lead you to loop? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I think it was right when uh, Kenny was on and he, he talked about the Fox in the loop house and yeah. I, I just put the headphones in and I listened to it over and over again. And I was like, this, this is what I got to do. This is what I'm going to do. Cool. I'm going to do it. That's what I meant those to be just like, like talking book instruction about how to get that that whole like thing, like, you know, solid in your mind. Cause to me, it's like you, you following the instructions to get it set up is one thing, but you have to understand the nuances of what's going to happen on the algorithm before you can really just kind of dial it in and get it together. I'm, I'm glad those helped you, but I, um, but I'm interested that, that, that it brought you along because I've sort of Rebecca, if I'm being honest with you, like, I mean, I have nothing to do with looping. Obviously, the way it's been, you know, shepherded along through community stuff is amazing. And anybody who had anything to do with it, I I think is a hero. Um, But I think this podcast got the word out about it a lot wider than than maybe it was going to get before. 
or maybe just a, a little quicker. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'd, I'd seen it. Like people had mentioned it, you know, and shared their graphs and I'm like, Holy, how do I get that? Right. Like that's, that's exactly what I want. And people were talking about sleep. I'm like, I need that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no kidding. And, uh, and even like, it, I know it said like, you know, keep the loop open for, you know, until you get stuff right. And I just, <laughs> I set it up at bedtime, connected the first pod. And I'm like, I wonder what happens when I do this. <laughs> and I just, I just closed it and I was like, Ta-da, I think we're going to be okay. I love that. That's excellent. And now just, I mean, I, I you know, from my perspective, Arden is at this moment still looping, though I expect her to be using Omnipod 5 pretty soon and um but but she's had a couple of nights of lows that the loop hasn't been able to completely stop which has like i'm going to tell you i don't remember the last time this has happened like serious like being really honest i do not remember the last time this has happened but something's going on with her um where at night around like 3 a.m she's getting to like 55 now it's it's able to stop her and keep her there but without some sort of intervention, she's not coming back up, which is not the norm. Normally, the loop, if it if she's going to get lower like that, will stop her and bring her back up again. But there's something physiological going on with her right now because her body is just not it's not popping back up again. Um, but I I don't imagine it'll last much longer. Like this stuff happens. I mean, you know, everybody knows. Like yeah, yeah, once in a while. So our our biggest struggle with it was so when we first started, he was on such a low low basal rate right he was on like 0.05 so i mean there's not a whole lot of wiggle room with that basal rate um and then even like you know when he's between 0.05 and 0.1 i mean to 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 an adult that's nothing but to a small kid that's it's you're either at like you know one or double the basal rate so It was that that wiggle room. He's at like 0.15 now, and actually everything's so much smoother. Hey, you have Dexcom and Omnipods, um, and you were had the money to like you have a Mac computer. Obviously, you're fancy, and you know because you can make loop. <laughs> I have one. Yeah. too. I don't know how fancy <laughs> it is, but um, but but my question is, is like, is that from health insurance? The Dexcom and Omnipod, like, how does it work in Canada? Oh no! So that that was actually a reason I got the pump so early. So I found out from my insurance that they wouldn't cover it. And, uh, the province said that I made too much money, which I hundred percent do not (laughs) make enough money to buy a $6,000 pump suddenly. Um, and, and so they wouldn't give us, we couldn't get government funding for it either. Um, so I tried every which way possible and found out that no matter what I was having to fork out the money for this pump, so I was like, well, I'm going to find a way to get the money. And I, if I'm buying it, I want it now. Hmm. Like it, it's, it's my pump. I have to pay for it. I want it. So I told the doctor, I was like, I we're we're getting a pump. I reached out. They were like, well, you know, you got to wait a year. I'm like, nope, I'm not waiting a year. I got to buy it. So it's they my must, purchase. <laughs> I want must, it when I want it. They must hate you. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they did in the beginning. But I, I love you. They must have hated you. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a battle in the beginning. Even, I mean, I had figured out that kids' carb ratios. I did everything while we were on MDI. And when I switched over to the pump, the doctor had said, you know, oh, these are the new settings that you're going to have in the pump. And I was like, well, 
no, no, no. Like these are the settings. Like I've already figured this out. Like I know what his correction factor is. I know what his carb ratio is. Mm. They're like, no, no. Like, you know, we want you to start out at this. I think his carb ratio for lunch was like one to 20 and she had had it at like one to 50. Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's yeah. That's a good way to get my kid in the hospital. Like I, I was like, I, that's, that's outrageous. Like I've already figured this out. I've already been giving him the insulin. Rebecca, for months now yeah tell me tell me please um i want to know for everybody listening we've established you've got sort of a a dominant personality which is terrific unless your husband's crying in a corner right now and, <laughs> sometimes and then i say lunch, cut, cut the guy break a little bit okay it's okay <laughs> rebecca you can be soft sometimes okay do you do you need me to say that to you um, anyway let's not get no, personal, no. Okay. um <laughs> but um what like what did you figure out like like you're just like you're like i figured out his ratio i think people are listening to that going like how did you do that you just tried it right yeah i just watched the dexcom like okay i'll give him 10 10 grams of carbs and half a unit and see where he lands so you, you know if so you you're fascinating to me because you're like you're probably like me like like the way i talk really resonated with you it sounds like Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, okay. definitely the same. Okay, because you really like you know I speak to people who have heard all the same episodes you heard and are like I don't understand I can't get my kid's basal rate right. I'm like I don't understand how you don't understand. Like just turn it up till he like gets low and turn it back down a little bit. And they're like that doesn't mean anything. And I'm like no, sure it does. <laughs> like I'm like you can just you know you're at point three now. Try 0.4. Oh, that's so much more. I'm like, eh, it's not. And, you, you know, like your average blood sugars are 220. Like just, you know, like you're fasting at 220. Let's turn it up and see what happens. And, you know, that's after, let me be clear for, there are some, there are people who will get upset, you know, when they hear that. It, uh, let me, let me go back. If you're, if your basal rate is too low and like, let's say overnight when you're away from food and you're away from any boluses you're sitting very stable at 220, or if you're in Canada, uh, 15, okay? Um, and then I say, well, just turn your basal up a little bit. Let's see where you sit, you know, and say you turn it up a little bit, and now all of a sudden you're, you're coming down, you know, you're sitting at 13 now, and you just turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. I don't mean if you're sitting stable overnight and, you, and if you would bolus to correct that 220 number, and you could correct it down to 100, and then you would stay stable there. That's not a basal issue. Then you started the evening too high. You know, maybe you messed up a meal or something like that, or growth hormone pushed you up. But I'm saying away from active insulin, away from food, if you're sitting stable at too high of a number, that's very likely your basal insulin. I don't understand how it's confusing to use more basal to make that line come lower. And you didn't either. You just heard that and went, yeah, that makes sense. I'm doing that. Yeah. 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 Even so we started splitting our basil and the doctor was like, no, 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 you can't, you can't do that. Like, no, we don't split basil. We, we give it like, this is what, and I was like, no, you know what? It, it works. So I'm, I'm going to keep doing it. She's like, okay, well, you know, these are the risks. I'm like, I accept the risks. Like, I'm, <laughs> I think yeah. we're good. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just think that's, I mean, to me, that's common sense. Um, but I understand why people get into that space of like, listen, I cannot go against what the doctor's telling me. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you should. I, I get that that's how some people feel. 
Um, but at some point, I just think that so much of diabetes is common sense that when you find yourself not following common sense and you realize it's wrong, it becomes maddening. You, you know, you just, yeah. it's, it makes you crazy. So I, I didn't want to live like that. And it's very, it's just very interesting how quickly you went with it. it you, there was, was there ever a pause where you're like, I shouldn't um, be listening to a guy on a podcast? I'm going to say no. Oh. Well, we had the Dexcom so early and I just, you know, just being able to visually see it was just, it just made it so much easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously the cause and effect, you've said it, I think three times already, you know, yeah. people are like, well, how do I trust them? Like, well, you're watching it happen. Like, you know, like it's, it, yeah. once it happens a couple of times, you're like, uh, this is what happens in this situation. You know, I used this much, uh, blood sugar went up. What, I mean, what would happen if I used more? Maybe it wouldn't go up yeah. as far, you know, like, and that's how you do it incrementally. I know it's not mathematical, which might rub people the wrong, some people the wrong way. But I don't know. I don't know how to think about it the other way. <laughs> All I did was push the insulin until I started seeing lows, and then I back it off a bit. <laughs> like, ah, found the sweet spot. That sounds like the uh, the thing that I said in that uh, setting basal insulin pro tip. Like, like yeah. yeah. I mean, if I'm wrong, what? It's a couple fruit gummies. If, if you know. Yeah. Well, and it's and it's well, you know, a lot of people. Like, would you have had the nerve to do that on MDI or were you not even on it long enough to find out? Uh, we were on it for, um, oh, you mean like, do you mean like finger pricks? No, no. I mean multiple daily injections. So like when you were injecting. Oh yeah. So yeah. we got diagnosed in September and we were on it for, oh, until the end of January. So I'd say four or five months. So you were even able to get more aggressive with basil while you were shooting it. Yeah. See, I was talking to somebody the other day and I said to them, I'm like, look, I'm not there. I can't tell you for sure. I'm like, but this seems like basil. So, but then the leap they have to make is, and they have to inject more basil. And then once it's in there, it's in there. And that's right. a tough, that's a tough pill to swallow for some people, you know, like, well, yeah. what if I put it in and they don't need it anymore? I'm like, well, I mean, you're correcting like a bunch of units every day. Like, we're only talking about trying another unit of basil. So, like, that's how I, again, think about it. But, you know, I wouldn't push anybody to do anything. Even this person I was speaking to privately, I'm like, I'm not there, you know. So, yeah, you know, I, I mean, it's your life and everything. But, I mean, when you need it, you need it. It's 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 a weird thing to fight against, I guess. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is uh, this is very uh, very much uh, interesting and fun. I do wish you would tell me what you do for a living. I'm okay that you're not. <laughs> Are you? I, I I'm comfortable saying it. I just don't know if I'm actually allowed. allowed. To. No, I understand. I don't want to get you in trouble. Like I also don't want to like I don't want to get a call from you that's like, you know, oh, what you know what we can just do. No, I was going to say you can just tell me and I'll bleep it out, but that's not fair to everybody. You know what I mean? It'll no. Yeah, I'll just let you tell me when we're done, and then none of them get to know ever. But at least it won't bother them as much. Well, everybody that knows me knows what I do. But yeah, well, that's not for. Well, obviously, that I'm talking for the people. You know, a lot of people are going to listen to this, right? I'm not talking about your yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah, think, yeah. You think I was talking about your neighbor? No, 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 no. I get, I get what you're saying. I mean, it's not. It's like common knowledge around here, but I don't know if it should be like that's, nationally. I like it. It's almost like you're James Bondish. I know, right? Yeah, I didn't mean Bond right. 
bondage. I meant bond-ish, I-S-H. Yeah. I didn't like. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Although now I'm wondering how is it that there's never been a porn star named James Bondage? <laughs> I'm sure there is. Oh, maybe I just don't know about it. Yeah, well, probably. I think that's good that I don't know, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine if I just whipped that out as common knowledge? And I did not say whip it out to be funny. But can you imagine if I just whipped that out as common knowledge? I was like, oh, it's like the porn star James Bondage. And you'd be like, wait, what do you know about? <laughs> wait, no. it's wait, Yeah, that's not what I do. <laughs> Oh my god. So you basically have a pretty boring life with diabetes coming up as long as this algorithm's running before your kids going to hit puberty. You might have some pretty smooth sailing here for a while, huh? Yeah, things things are pretty good. Uh actually, we just got his last day one C back and he was at 5.4, so No, oh, good for you. Nailed it. Uh pretty regular Canadian eaters. He's still having the Tim bits or whatever they're called. Oh, so actually, yeah, that was another thing to learn on our journey we um he was doing these weird drops like just these crazy drops out of nowhere it's like it would almost look like a compression low but it was a legit like just drop off the dexcom low Mm -hmm. which made no sense he would be doing nothing and then we'd get these stubborn highs and and the daycare looking after him i'd just be like oh no like please get some juice into him and they they would it was so stressful on them and stressful on us to see these drops. And I was like, all right, that's it. I'm, I'm giving this low carb thing a, a go. Like I I'm done with these drops. I cannot figure them out. I don't know what's going on. I'm getting rid of the carbs until I figure it out. So I literally chucked everything out of the house and, and I started on the low carb thing and, and we got steady and, and good. And his A1C was coming down and things were so much easier and less stressful. And, I was like, all right, well, uh, start adding a few more carbs back in. Like I can handle this. So I, I did. And, um, one of the big things I started, it was right around Halloween and we had those Halloween, like, uh, goldfish crackers. Mm -hmm. So I started giving them like packs of those. I think they were like 10 grams and I'm like, I can handle 10 grams. Like, you know, and, uh, anyways, we started getting these crazy drops and these crazy highs and it just made no sense again. And then I, I kind of made the link and I was like, I wonder if it's gluten. Like, you know, the kids had diarrhea for, you know, I can't even tell you how long and it was terrible. And it, it just made the link in my head. And I thought, I don't think he can have gluten. I think that's it. Hmm. So I, uh, anyways, we cut out the gluten and kind of, we're kind of a mix of both, but anyways, um, we didn't get as, we got, we tried a celiac test, but I had already cut out the gluten because I'm like, listen, I can't feed this kid. It, it It's killing his guts and it's destroying our, our blood sugar. Like it's just terrible. Yeah. So we, we cut it out. Um, and anyways, ever since that we've been, we've been good. So we, we kind of do a mix. We do like low carb, but I mean, if we're going to the movies, we're having popcorn and candy. And if we're, you know, I'm not scared of a bag of Cheetos and kids have fruit and, um, but our meals, you know, we don't eat rice. If I, if we have bread, it's like a gluten-free homemade bread so that it's not uh crazy in carbs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if we have a, bonfire we're having marshmallows i i can't i replace what i can replace to make all of our lives easier like you know instead right. of regular ice cream we eat the low carb ice cream um 
just stuff like that. Yeah. But otherwise, I, I'd say we eat pretty typical, but I guess from the outside looking in, people might not think that. How old are you? Uh, 36. Hmm. You seem smart for your age. Like you're really like, I seriously, like you have a real wisdom about you that I, um, that I'm jealous of. Like, like what else have you fixed in the world? <laughs> no, nothing. No, before this, you guys. I just, I just show up to my job and get paid and look after my kid with diabetes. Yeah, but pretty I, much it. Everything that happens, you're just like, I just figured that out. And then I was like, oh, and then I figured that out. And like, like, did nothing happen before the kids? Like, were you guys just drunk in a pile before the children or like, you know? Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, we are Canadian. <laughs> There's nothing else. That's what you're supposed to do, right? You know, so. Um, I, I, But no, seriously, like, there's something about, like, did it come with motherhood? Like, what happened? Like, you're like, you're. Like I, no, I was. I always played sports and stuff when, as a kid. I don't know. I was always told I was a super quick learner. Like, my coach could just kind of show me something and I'd be like, all right, got it. And I go out and do it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I always had good grades and stuff and I did go to university, but coachable. I don't know. That was one of the nicest things like throughout my son's like young life, they would always say about him. They're like, he's like the most coachable kid ever, but he's not like malleable. Like meaning like you can't just say something to him and he just listens because you told him like, if it makes sense, then he'll do it. But you, right. don't, you don't have yeah. to tell him twice. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I'd say that describes me pretty well. Yeah, that's super interesting. You ever have your you ever have your IQ tested? No, didn't. If you have free time, test it and let me know what it is. <laughs> free time. You have two little kids. You have no free time. Oh, but I work at a nuclear plant. I got tons of free time. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> well, if you take one online, yeah. if you take one online, send me your IQ. I want to know what make, it, make sure I do it at work and not at home. I think you could so. be. I think you could be in the one twenties. I don't. I don't even know what that means. I know you don't, but like, I. Do. That could be an insult, and I don't even know. It is not. <laughs> Thanks. Not. Yeah. No, I think. I think easily. There's just just something about the way you've described everything you've gone through makes me feel like your your IQ is high. So. Oh well, thanks. No, actually. I, Kenny even so Kenny Fox actually once I started looping I think I had posted this ridiculous post in like the little loopers and I was like you know why does my kid need like such a high basal during the day he was on like almost half a unit and like nothing at night and he's like whoa 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 he messaged me privately he's like I think you need some help I was like oh okay I'm like well everything's working out and he's like yeah this is kind of one of those like all the wrong settings might work Mm -hmm. you know might look right so uh he walked me through like everything and i was like i think you're wrong he's like i don't think i'm wrong i'm like but i i think i got it figured out he's like i don't think you got it figured out <laughs> so uh anyways he he helped walk me through it and he's like man he's like you 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 picked it up like right away yeah. like and and actually him helping me and walking me through the settings it only took him a few days but uh, that was my biggest learning curve yeah. So what what that ended up happening? You lowered the basal and moved up the carb ratio. And I lowered the basal and I lowered the carb ratio like significantly. Oh, but made the and, insulin sensitivity. And I started also. covering for protein and fat. Oh. That was my that was my big thing that was missing with him. Oh, protein and fat was your thing. Oh, so you yeah. were 
you were seeing the same rises from food over and over again and covering it with basal insulin. With a high basal, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But it but you made it work. It was working, yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, we weren't really seeing lows, but um But not as well as Kenny. Kenny's really good at that. He's, yeah, he's, he was awesome. Yeah. He's astonishingly good at it. Yeah. He showed me, he's like, just take a look at these videos that I put up and and I watched um one of his videos and I remember seeing like he's like, Okay, this is how I do the ISF with my daughter. And I was like, Man, how do I make that look? like the same with my son. So I started, I started changing the ISF the same way he does. So it's like my son's ISF after he falls asleep is like around 90, but the rest of the day is, it would be like 11.5. I don't know what that is. 200 maybe, Hmm. you know, like, and then we incrementally move it back and, and he's hardly ever low overnight, really like in the beginning of the night when his ISF is the highest. That's interesting. So it's it's a pretty big difference between awake and asleep for the insulin sensitivity. Yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. And I mean, the the second he falls asleep, so just bang. We have it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basil. Did Kenny put you on a twenty four hour basil, or do you have a? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we use a twenty four hour basil. If we're kind of between basil rates, I've been using like a higher basil during the day, mm-hmm. and like a a. 0.05 less at night but yeah um for the most part yeah we just use a 24-hour basil i've hardened set a little a little lower overnight than during the day but not by a lot anymore although yeah. she's about to go back to school for the first time in uh like a year and a half in a couple of days so i'm assuming that everything i have figured out and everything that's been working super well for the last 18 months is suddenly not going to work anymore but we'll just fix it you know are your kids, yeah. are your kids like, would they just learn in the woods with animals or what do they do? <laughs> Actually, my son does go to like a forestry daycare. <laughs> so he is in the woods like all day. <laughs> see, see, people like me who grew up a long time ago, who generalize about stuff are often correct. <laughs> yeah. No, my daughter just goes to public school though. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like it's regular. It's got like a playground and, you know. <laughs> there are school buses they don't go on like backs of bears and stuff i imagine oh it'd be so great if they did but i imagine that um if you brought me there and just like plunked me down in the middle of where you live i'd be like this is like looks like everywhere else that i've ever been but yeah pretty close i like i'm sure i love i love to pretend that canada's not in my mind oh so do you remember when i reached out to you i don't know if you remember but you always like think that Canada's just there just has to be bears everywhere and people yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I and I was like, that, man, yeah. we actually do have we have like a, a pretty significant bear problem at our house. See? I'm right about a lot of stuff by mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I sent you the video. Do you, I don't know if you remember the video I where do. like yeah. I sent you and there's like a bear just hanging out on my at my front door. Yeah. So all you people who think that I'm full of crap, like I know what I'm talking about. They're, yeah, they, you just right. Don't you have police officers that wear like big red hats and coats too? Uh, yes. See? Not here though. That's more of an out west thing, I think. Oh, oh well, I I don't give a sh- where. Like I'm just saying. Canada. Yeah. Like, I, first of all, Canada's huge. In my mind, yeah. it's small. 
Yeah, it's like if, if my mind kind of is like a tiny place. Meanwhile, it's a massive place. But I but I imagine also most of it is just covered in tundra and ice and no one lives on it. But I don't <laughs> even know if that's true or not. It doesn't matter. Again, I'm I'm not concerned with the truth. Um, and like woodland creatures talk almost like in Snow White a little bit. Yeah. And you guys are all yeah. super kind to each other, except when you get mad, you stab each other instead of shoot each other. Yeah, that's. Yeah, See? that's close. Yeah, right. I'm getting it. And oh, yeah. you, well, you were in. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You were in law enforcement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right about that, right? Everybody gets real stabby when they get drunk, right? Yeah, or like you know, baseball bats and yeah, they, but they, they don't use they use objects. Yeah, but you guys don't shoot each other really, not as much as here. No. Right. No, I, no, not even close. Yeah, I know stuff. The internet's amazing. It's how I've, yeah. learned, I've learned everything through the internet. <laughs> and well, if it wasn't for the internet, I'm I would pretty sure that. my kid would have a terrible life. If it wasn't for the internet, I would just think you're all playing hockey 24 hours a day, which is what <laughs> I thought in the 80s and 90s when I was growing up. But you don't even play hockey. Oh, no, I play hockey. Oh, okay. oh yeah. <laughs> I do. I just got actually my little guy just started playing hockey too, and my daughter plays hockey. So right. And if if someone came into a bar and like just like walked into a bar with an American accent, swung the door open like in a bad eighties like movie, and said Wayne Gretzky is crap, they'd kill him right there, right? Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, they just drag him outside and beat him to death, and that would be no, it. no, no. Actually, no. He no. would just nobody would just buy him a drink. That would be it. You think they would right? just kind of... We're, we're Canadian. They would just be like, oh, that guy he doesn't de- deserve free booze. <laughs> so would they... Are you guys as nice as everyone says or not really? No. Yeah. It, it is a real reality up here. Everybody's super nice. A kindness. That's not just a joke that's been perpetuated for decades. There's like a kindness. No. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Do you have any idea why that is? I don't know. I have no idea. Is your husband like the nicest person you've ever met in your life? Is that why uh, to put him? up with me? Yeah, yeah, oh. definitely. What do you mean by that? What, 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 what about you is to be put up with? <laughs> I mean, I, I am kind of, you know, upfront about everything. Speak my mind. <laughs> That's okay. You're allowed to be like that. Yeah. No. No, he, he's really good. He, we compliment each other. Put it that way. I'm trying to know what, what you do that you think is like needs to be put up with what is like what do you what do you just mean you're just like you just say what you mean yeah yeah or like you know especially when it came to like diabetes like it's yeah things just have to be done this way i, I figured it out do it like this hey, you're not like hurting people's feelings when you're talking no no no, no not no. at all i'm canadian i'm super nice it's impossible <laughs> i'm super nice <laughs> oh my god this is terrific um what else do i need to know is there anything that we haven't said that you want to talk about no no not at all thought i'd come on chat i did a good job don't you think thanks no no i think you. i did all right no 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 Shh. listen to what i'm saying i did a good job i think oh I- you did a good job yeah, yeah. <laughs> helped the conversation flow really good i was gonna get to you did a good job too but i was oh right yeah i was you know because you said canadians are really nice so i thought i would go opposite and act like an ass for a second and then oh yeah come off american real quick although i'm incredibly nice you don't hear people say it yeah but it's true no i would agree one day someone will say it 
And then Scott, I'll... you are super nice. Oh, it doesn't count here. There you go. Being, oh, yeah. Okay. You're being recorded. Coerced into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it feels like, can you imagine right now? You'd be like, nah, I don't really, like, wouldn't it be great if the last five minutes of the episode were you going, you know, funny story, the podcast super helpful to me. I really loved it. I don't like you at all, though. <laughs> I am waiting for someone to come on and say that. No, oh, I thought I thought it was great. Oh, I would love it, by the way, if someone would come on and say, I love the podcast for what is in it, but I, I detest you. <laughs> well, if I did think that, I would probably tell you. So would you you, you think you would? That's cool. I'd have an off I'd probably have an offhand way about saying it. Yeah. You know, I actually would take that as a huge compliment. I like, really listen, your information is great. Everything you share is great, but you know. No, no, if you, like, if you, if someone's like right now, if you're listening to this show under protest because it's so valuable to you, but you really legitimately don't like me, like, you know, not as a person, but as like the person running the show kind of thing, I would take that as a huge compliment. I would think that that means that the content of the show is really strong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. All right. I've even got my mom to listen to it and my husband and Yeah. Well, it sounds like you can make him do whatever you want. He's just hiding in the corner waiting for sex day. Oh, see, we don't say that out loud, though. <laughs> it's just just a known fact. You just like you like to let him think that he's making decisions? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now it's going to be out in, in, for information for him to hear. <laughs> he's going to listen to this. I think he'll hear it and be like, I am being mistreated, damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've long thought it, but she told me I wasn't, so... <laughs> Exactly. All right. I want to hear a couple of great cop stories before you go. Like, let's go with crazy stuff. Oh, well, yeah. Actually, when you were talking about like how people hit each other, I once had like a, it was a consensual bat fight where two guys were just so horribly drunk and they were beating each other with bats. And when it came time to like, you know, they had to call 911 because somebody's skin was flapped up over their head. Um, and I showed up and neither of them wanted charges laid. They were just like, no, no, just, just a bad, bad fight. I was like, uh, I, like we, we got to take you to the hospital. Like I can see your, your skull. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. That, so that was a very Canadian thing. Are the laws different there? Like, did you not have to take them? Um, so just neither of them wanted charges pressed. So, I mean. There's nothing I could do. Neither one of them are going to give a statement and, you know. So that's amazing. So because Canada's got some weird, like, you're not as free as, like, people would think. You know what I mean? Like, like personal freedoms. Am I right? There's some stuff in Canada that's not up to you-ish. Do you know what I'm talking about? Or do you not even know because you live there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if I would recognize it. Like, for instance, when I was a kid, Howard Stern tried to bring his radio show to Canada and they just said no they're like you can't hear this here so you were not allowed to hear it like they it can't it was up there for a little while he said the first thing that broke one of their rules and they just kicked him right off the radio in Canada and so like so that's like that's a like to me that's a freedom of speech thing right and but but you're saying that those guys legally are allowed to beat each other with those bats if they want to yeah. Yeah. Consensual. That's interesting. It's consensual bat beating. All right. <laughs> any weird like sex stuff? Like people like get injured during sex and you show up and they're naked in like weird positions and stuff like that? 
Uh, no, but people die naked a lot, a lot. I don't know what it is about, like, right before somebody, you know, croaks, but so many people just strip down to nothing, and then it's us finding them. It's just awful. That can't be just a Canadian thing. No, I think, I think, I don't know if it's like before you, right before you, you die, you feel the need to, I don't know, something is uncomfortable. I, I could not tell you how many people I have found completely naked and dead. Why people get naked before freezing to death, right? That's oddly specific. Yeah. Why does paradoxical, and that's again about hypothermia. Why do dying patients take off their clothes? Your loved ones may become restless and pull on bed liners or clothing, hallucinate, or even try to get out of bed due to less oxygen reaching their brain. Repetitive, restless movements may also indicate something. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. It's, you're not, people in the final stages of hypothermia engage in paradoxical undressing because as they lose rational, their rationality and their nerves are damaged, they feel incredibly irrationally hot. They strip off their clothes to cool themselves down as they're freezing to death. But that's specifically about freezing. Yeah. Hmm. So you see a lot of naked dead bodies when you're a cop. Well, I mean, for the for the short period of time that I was, I yeah, I did. No kidding. What made you stop being a, a police officer? Um. So. <laughs> by the way, I, that you didn't say naked dead people. <laughs> I'm amazed. <laughs> by it. So go ahead. No, no, no. There's way worse stuff than that. Um. So when. When I got pregnant with my daughter, um, we always knew that we wanted to come back home. And um, I was like, well, I'll move home for my maternity leave because we get a year here. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, that'll give me a year to try to find a job home. Um, I, I loved my job out there. I absolutely loved it. But um, we didn't really like living out there. And we didn't really want to raise a family away from our family. You know, they wouldn't know their grandparents really or. Yeah. And I was like, that, that's not really what I envisioned for our family. So uh, anyways, yeah, I moved home and I, I tried to apply to different police forces, but nowhere was hiring. So um, there was a job that came available at the nuclear plant and I applied for it and got it right away. So I was like, I guess this is what I do now. Does that pay better than being a police officer? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hey, did you carry, do, do cops carry guns in Canada? Yep. Okay. Do you ever have to take it out? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I did never, I didn't ever have to shoot anybody though. Right. Do you ever think you were going to have to? Um, no. I mean, you always had to be prepared for it, but, um, what's, but it, it was, I'm telling you the first time I pulled out a loaded gun and it was on a person and not a target. That was a very like, gut-wrenching feeling just you know it's not something you want to be doing yeah Yeah. it's not i I mean obviously it's but i mean you know you practice all the time and it's always on paper targets and then that first time you have to pull it on a real human being it's just like holy cow yeah you know i can't imagine i've never even held a gun so i don't know how that would that seems like it would be absolutely insane especially because in my mind five minutes before that you're like in a car driving around listening to, you know, Gordon Lightfoot. And then um, I got a Canadian. <laughs> did I get a Canadian artist? <laughs> I did, right? Yeah. I, re- good. I reached, I, I was like, oh God, 
I, I, I just, I, my, you guys have no idea, like the split second in my brain where my brain went, go for a Canadian artist. And I was like, but how do I know which ones are Canadian? And I almost, and Brian Adams, now that I'm thinking about it, I got oh, them, yeah, like, starting to go. pop yeah. into my head. Like it's nothing, but in the trying to keep the conversation flowing, wow, I went to Gordon Lightfoot. I'll be damned. I don't know one Gordon Lightfoot song. <laughs> like, yeah. Honestly, I couldn't tell you either. Oh, I know he's a Canadian no. artist, but yeah. yeah. I can't believe I found that. Wow. <laughs> I'm so impressed with myself. Anyway, my point was, <laughs> my point was like, you know, five minutes before you're not in this situation and then you show up and these people are in some sort of a heated situation and you find yourself pointing a gun at somebody that's gotta be, I mean, that's gotta yeah. ru- ruin the rest of your day. Right. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's really crazy. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, I think we did a great thing here today. I, I love yeah, the conversation. Cool. I, I, so for me, you know, people, when we get done, I never talk about this on the show, but I'm going to do it in this one right before we go. A lot of times I'll get done recording. And the first thing people will say is, if you don't want to use that, it's okay. <laughs> and I go, what? And they're like, yeah, I know it wasn't good. And I'm like, no, it was great. And I start telling them what I think we talked about. And they go, oh, I, I didn't like, I didn't really realize we talked about any of that. Like, but for me, your conversation should be about stick up for yourself, be a little aggressive, try things, don't be afraid. Like to me, that's what you talked about today. Yeah. All the risks I took with my son just paid off significantly. Right. Yeah. And I'm I mean, not, he, he, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying like if you're using 0.2 an hour <laughs> to just go, I'm just going to try a full unit, like nothing crazy, but like, yeah, you know, no. If your if your blood sugars are stuck high, like try a little more. Try like you know, like be a little. Uh, you know, sometimes it's a science experiment, and yeah, your doctor's not going to hold your hand through a science experiment. They're going to ask you like, well, let this happen for two weeks, and if it keeps happening for two weeks, we'll move the basal point oh five. Like, great, that's not going to help anything. Thanks a lot, right? You know, I mean, unless you talk about a really little kid. Um, but yeah, to, to me, that's what we, that's what you, you came on today and you're like, listen, I'm not a person who sits by and let's bullshit happen. So I like that a lot. Yeah. Thank yeah. I, that's, that's a very true statement about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and it's valuable. Like, it's not like there's just, I just see too many people shrink in this situation when the situation needs them to be, you know, more. And instead, yeah. they just go, well, I'll just let somebody tell me what to do. And if it doesn't work out, it's their fault. But it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter whose fault it is. If your kid's blood sugar is 220 all day, it's still happening. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, every time we walked in for an appointment with our doctor, it was just, you know, so much stress in the beginning, you know, to, to sit there and listen and be told, like, you can't do this or you can't do that or you shouldn't be doing this or, you know, I, and now we go in and the doctor's like, oh. What, what do I need to write for you? Or, you know, it, it's, we walk in, it takes two seconds right. and, and she loves us. But in the beginning, it was a, it was a, a struggle back and forth. Interesting. I find this yeah. thing with conversations around, like we started school and they won't do this and they won't do it. I'm like, who's they and why, why do they get to say no? Like, it's your kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what, like suddenly like strangers get to make like medical decisions about your children. Why? Because they work for a school. Like, like I don't even understand what that means. And, and adults living with type one who do the same things, you know, just are like, well, that's what, that's what they told me. I'm like, ah, like, 
you gotta like, you know what I mean? Stand up. Like, 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 I don't know. Show your teeth a yeah. little bit. Don't yeah. be, don't be an ass to people, but like, you know, like, you know, stick up for yourself. So anyway, that's what I thought you did today. So I was really, I was really pleased. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Cool. Hold on one second. A huge thank you to Dexcom for sponsoring this episode of the Juicebox podcast. Head over to Dexcom.com forward slash Juicebox and say hello to Dexcom. Thanks also, of course, to Rebecca, who is probably a superhero and won't tell us. Like Electric Lady or something like that. It'd be great like if she was like nuclear woman. I don't know. I'm just saying she got a job. She won't tell us about it. After the show, she told me about it. It's pretty cool, but I can't tell you. Sorry. Anyway, what are we going to do? Everything's not for you. Would you like to support the podcast and support type 1 diabetes research? You can at t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. Head over, take the survey. Takes fewer than 10 minutes. You have to be a type 1 who's, um, uh, what do you got to be? You got to be a U.S. resident who's a type 1 or a U.S. resident who is the caregiver of a type 1. And that's pretty much it. The questions are super simple, super simple, super simple. To, the questions are super simple to answer. They're not deep and probing. They're just basic questions about type 1 diabetes. It's anonymous, so you don't have to tell them who you are. Like your, like your answers are not attached to your name. You know what I mean? It's HIPAA compliant. And, um, you may be eligible for other stuff in the future. Like you might get an email from T1D Exchange and be like, do you want to be in this thing? We'll pay you. Uh, that happens to a lot of people that listen. So uh, T1DExchange.org forward slash juice box. Be a big deal to me if you went over and did it. Thanks. I'll talk to you later. Oh, don't I usually go like, uh, uh, thanks so much for, I don't even know what I do. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast.